We did it. I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When I'm in New York. I'm in Chicago. And I'm in L.A. But we're making it happen in Miro. Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here, mapping timelines here, or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board. Exactly. And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign off from this guy. Hey! Well, it is true. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M I R O.com. talk about the topic of the day. And that topic today is deliverance from a Christian perspective. The mind is a terrible thing if it is unhealthy. This this, um, teaching, this discussion that we have tonight, uh, when I was was, uh, working on what the topic would be and what the message would be um, this month. Through writing is how the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And when I finished typing it up, I had my way of how I was going to go through it. But it, it was profound and it's going to answer a lot of people's questions as to the image of God. And some of you, <coughs> excuse me, some of you, it's, it's a pill that we all have to take. And it's not pleasant. I have my um, youngest son, who I let listen to it as well. And I rock, watched his reaction when I gave him uh, the pre for him to listen to what I was going to speak about tonight. And he just sat there for, I don't know, a few, a few minutes. And he had that, that, that look on his face because he's very humble and he doesn't like to hurt people's feelings. And I was like, well, what do you think? How do you feel? What do you think the Spirit of the Lord has told you? And um, he just looked at me. He goes, Mom, it's true. It's hard, but it's true. So before we begin this uh, podcast, I'd like to start with a prayer. So everyone that is listening, everyone that will listen to this broadcast after it's recorded, I hope that you hear what I'm saying by the Spirit of God, not me, because everything that I'm basing this on is scripturally. 
And that's what biblical counseling is. That's how true deliverance comes. It's not what we feel or what we believe, but we truly have to digest the word of God to receive and to become whole. And it's a series that I am going to start talking about in reference to deliverance and from the, from the different aspects. But in this um, show tonight, and this we're going to talk about the image of God. And it's through, again, deliverance from a Christian perspective. The mind is a terrible thing if it is unhealthy. So, Lord, we come before you and I ask that in the airwaves and in our hearts and in our ears and in our soul and our heart and our spirit, that everyone who is listening and who wants to receive the truth, something that's not sugar-coated, something that we are not trying to have you to fit into our mode, but for us to truly receive your word for growth, to move forward and to get a better recollection of who you are and through the deliverance finding out who we are in you what is the what is the true image of God and how does that look like Holy Spirit I ask that you just come and engulf everyone's situation right now whether they're in the car traveling my husband John is traveling to see his mother she's She's turning um, 82 for the first time, um, and he's going to see her in South Carolina. So a shout-out to John Stallings. So let's begin. And I'm going to keep stressing this title so that it can really sink in. And it says, the talk show is, let's talk deliverance from a Christian perspective. The mind is a terrible thing if it is unhappy. The entire concept of dealing with an unhealthy mind lies within a belief system. I'm going to say that again. The entire concept of dealing with an unhealthy mind lies within a belief system that forms patterns of unhealthy behaviors. So many times we have heard scriptures relating to a particular mindset. And these scriptures have been utilized in sermons in a way that will make you think, or it could make you think that you're crazy because of the way the sermon may have been presented. If anyone's having any difficulties in hearing me on this podcast, because again, still trying to 
get this together with the volume so that everybody can hear clearly, just go ahead and, and make comments in the chat box because we are live. But let me continue to move forward. So because of the way the sermon may have been presented by a particular minister or a Christian who was being led by a spirit of error, coupled with a minute, meaning a little, very little understanding of what the verses were saying in a given situation as it relates to an unhealthy mindset. Now I said a lot just in the beginning of this podcast in reference to deliverance from a Christian perspective. It's dealing with belief systems, it's dealing with unhealthy behaviors that will form because of a belief system. The mindset that's being received from scriptures of in the Bible, from, from words that have been spoken by the living God himself, by words that have been spoken through prophets, minor prophets, or people that God has chosen the body of in the in the Bible to bring a word of correction, discipline, whatever that is. And then we have the ministers, lay people, Christians, who are bringing forth a word without having a whole knowledge and understanding what the scriptures mean. And this can form into an unhealthy mindset. Next, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an active, and, and he's active, and he's willing to help individuals walk in a life of freedom. But that can be a challenge, that can be cha a challenge when individuals do not even believe that God's spirit is living and operating in his words, along with silence. Because if you have a blockage, if you have an unhealthy mindset to believe that God created science, unbelievers who become scientists, some of them don't believe in God, and some of them have become to have a knowledge and understanding through science who God is. And I went through a Christian university. I went, through a Christ, I went to a Christian university, Liberty University. And in every chapter and in every subject that we had, we had to see it from God's perspective. And in through the science class, through biology, God is all in science. So science, the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus is working. We as Christians, if we want to truly be delivered and we truly want to be free, we must walk in the spirit and the words of God. Is everybody hearing me out there? Is everybody hearing me out there? I think some people are having a little difficulty, so give me a second, and I'm going to change my uh, 
my, my, my mouthpiece because I really want everybody to hear what is being said. Give me a second, okay? So we're having some technical difficulties. Okay, can everyone hear me now? Can everyone hear me? Can everyone? Can everyone hear me? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for for letting me know you can hear me. I appreciate that, sir. Nice to, for you to join us on the on the podcast. And I hope you heard everything that I was saying prior, because this is very important for us to be able to walk in freedom. So I'm going to go back and say the Holy Christ that write books on things that they read or things they may have experienced or um, things that they have heard other people experience. But what does that really mean to walk in freedom, to understand who you are and how does the image of God look? Because this is what this whole podcast is tonight. If we do not understand who we are in Christ and what that image looks like, we are going to be confused. We are going to bring poison to other people and it's just going to spew and it's going to stink after a while. And then we have people also in the body of Christ who who gladly say, you know, I'm a Christian. I walk the Christian life. But the first thing, the first time something happens they become a bad ambassador because they haven't truly understood what it means to be a Christian and, and to truly walk in the image of God. And again, this was something that was very profound to me, and I'm going to be honest because I would say say this, and it's kind of, I said it, but it was a conviction that I received last night when I actually started uh, preparing for this for this podcast. It says, what do I mean? We are constantly fighting with what we grew up hearing from our upbringing, society, culture, upbringing, and our community. We have faced this fight in our church community with individuals who misconstrue, I will say that again, individuals who misconstrue what the Spirit was speaking, the thoughts of the interpreter as well as what the man or woman of God said and spoke according to his or her own understanding. Not what the Spirit of God was revealing, but what he or she said because of their limited understanding of what it means to be an image bearer of God. We can also see 
worldview perspective. And unfortunately, in the world today, we have a lot of Christians that want to implement worldview, worldview concepts and, and make that a part of the Word of God. As it relates to the mindset being seen from a scientific perspective, and what I mean by that, you have counselors and you have um, men and women who go to school and they receive a secular teaching. And the Holy Spirit and God's word is not nowhere in there. And so you have Christians who are going to secular counselors and secular um, psychiatrists and psychologists who only see the uh, mindset from a, a, a chemical perspective. And that's nothing wrong with that. But we are body, soul, and spirit. So we must understand that our mindset then becomes unhealthy. Well, you ask yourself, where is Monique going with this? Monique is taking this unhealthy mindset from a biblical view. Not even a Christian's worldview. Not even a Christian's worldview. You, want, you ask me, what does that mean, not even from a Christian worldview? Because a lot of Christian worldviews will implement worldviews and not God's view. Because those religion systems, religion systems can entangle individuals and lead them straight into a stronghold or bondage. Biblical truths welcome God. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy, but Planet Fitness has the cure. Boost your energy with tons of equipment in our clean and spacious clubs for $1 down and $10 a month. Join the judgment-free zone today. Deal extended to Wednesday, April 12th. See Home Club for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, combined with the scientific view that lines up with biblical truths in Christ. What does it line up with? Biblical truths in Christ. The first segment of this podcast will deal with how we as people view ourselves in Christ. Wow, this is a loaded question, right? How do we view ourselves? How do we, how do I, how do I view myself? How do the man of God that's listening to the podcast view himself? How does Anna view herself? How does Antonio view himself? How do we view ourselves for everybody that's listening to this podcast that's live or those that's going to listen later? How do we view ourselves? For many of you, ask yourself, what does, what does she mean by this? I'm a Christian. I know who I am, who I am in Christ. So why am I listening to what she is about to say? What I'm about to say is this. Until we learn to truly get an understanding 
of who we are in Christ and what that image looks like, we would be bond to what our daddy told us, our mama told us, our sister, brother, auntie, and so on. We've got to walk through deliverance to understand that when we come to Christ and accept his calling, we have been set free. And this is true. When we accept Jesus Christ, we have been set free to accept him, though. We've been set free to accept him. But have we been set free from the bondage of our thinking? Have we? understanding that yet we are free because we accept Christ. We are still not free from our twisted, unstable, stiff-knit thinking on how we may view Christ through our life circumstances. Do we get frustrated with ourselves or even God because we see God the way our society family, upbringing, belief system, cultural, society, preachers, teachers, ministers that told us what freedom looks like when we accept Christ, that everything has changed in our lives? That's a loaded question. When we accept Christ for the first time in our lives, we are told that we are new creatures. Let's dig further into what that means. Do we, be, do we get frustrated with ourselves or even God? Do we? Or do we are, are we upset with God because we were raped, beaten, almost left for dead, abused, sexually assaulted by people we knew are loved, abandonment? Are we getting mad with God because we say we're created in his image and these things are happening to us or have happened to us? Being bullied at school or even work? The one we loved died or committed suicide? Your marriage ended after you gave up everything to make him or her successful. And he turns around and marries a younger version of you. What about that woman who went to college, who went to college and married the man to make him successful so that he could be that great provider for her? And she has those six beautiful kids. And then he turns around, leaves her after the kids are grown, and just, like I said, marry a younger version. You yourself might have gone through that, or you yourself may know of people that have gone through similar situations. Were you pimped by your own mother or father who was supposed to protect you, but instead they used you for their own self-gain? How about your dad who married your mom just because he got pregnant, and now you live in a war zone because your mother and dad never loved each other? But they loved you, or they blame you for what they did, or for what happened. What about that divorce? Your parents had, had to split up, 
And when you when you were just a newborn baby, better yet, when you needed them the most, and you blame yourself for their choices in life. These are all bondage experiences. And and it's leading up to who we are in Christ. See, these this these are some of the I'm sorry, see, these are some of the tough situations. And yet they happen. And then you say, how can I love a God who is called love and yet God allowed this to happen to me? Haven't we all said that at one point or time in our lives? And those that of us that have grown and mature, it sometimes come out that way as well. How can a loving God allow this are these things to happen to me? Again, we go back to when we first get delivered, not delivered, but when we first accept Christ and we are free to accept him. But yet again, we've got this thinking, thinking, this the twisted thinking and not understanding why everything didn't turn around just at that point in time at the altar. See, these are some of the tough situations, and yet they happen, right? And then you say, how can I love a God who's called love, and yet God allowed this to happen to me? And I know I've read that before and I said it, but I'm saying it again to really think and understand where we're going with this. Or why did God allow me to be born in poverty? Why? 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 Why do I have to go through all this? Or, or being a certain race or pigmentation. See, I can go on and on why. Yet, we never seem to truly understand the nature and character of God. Yes, we have heard those Bible stories read to us uh, hundreds of times or millions of times. Yes, through all of this, we truly have not grasped what, is, what it truly means to be made in the image of God. And why did those things happen? And again, this podcast is dealing with deliverance. Deliverance to understand who you are in the image of God. And if I can, if this podcast can break anything tonight for, for that person to move forward, you'll understand that it has always been in his word. And it, 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 see, <clears throat> it goes like this. I will tell you why in five letter words, and it is spelled I-M-A-G-E, image. The word of God says, I was created in the image of God. It loses the power of those words when you do not understand the nature and character of your creator. It loses the savor. It loses the power. It loses everything that was sent to make you strong and to understand who you are. We as Christians and new believers must understand one thing. We were born into a fallen world where every type of evil prevails. And I, I, I want to stress this because it seems to be when we go through something in life or some of us, we, we weren't Christians before and then we become Christians 
and some of us that call ourselves to have the Christian walk all the time, and we still ask ourselves, why God? Why God? Why? Why? Why is this happening to me? Because again, we go back to those those uh, those teachings. We go back to those lies that have been twisted. We go back to what we want to believe. But we must understand that there is a real accuser, and he has many names. We know him as Satan. We know him as Lucifer. We know him as the devil. The accuser comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We forget that the accuser abused and misused Christ. Oh, how quickly we forget that. We forget that when we want to call ourselves, we are made in the image of Christ. We forgot what Christ went through. And, and I'm, I'm coming to, to break some strongholds in reference to if Christ went through it, don't you think we're going to go through something? But he, let's go a little further. He says um, he misused Christ, who was God Almighty in the flesh. And he tempted Jesus for 40 days and for 40 nights in the wilderness. And you can, you can look up this scripture for yourself. I'm not making it up. It comes from Matthew chapter 4. Um, chapters, uh, I'm sorry, verses 1 through 11. To give him the power to rule and reign. As Christians and believers, oh, we're good to go around with our bumper stickers and our crosses and 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 say, I'm a Christian, and I'm a believer, and, and um, I have a friend that's listening now. Her name is Anna Slucky, very faithful. She's got her own ministry. She's um, she's Ashkenazi Jew. I did my DNA, and I have 2.1. And, you know, we, we go to a congregation, and we've gone to congregations where, you know, those who actually have Jewish blood, those are who are actually have a percentage of Jewish, you know, they're proud to... To walk around and say that they're Jewish. They're proud to say that. Some people are proud to say they're Baptist. You know, we're proud to say that. But it's funny that we forget that Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Jesus said it. Not Paul, not Matthew, not Barnabas, not Peter. No, nobody said that. Jesus said it. Jesus said it. It was out of his own mouth. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. What did Jesus say, guys? In this world, you will have trouble. How does trouble look? Will trouble ever go away? He never said that in any of the scriptures or any of the texts that I've read. He said, Different versions, I'm giving it to you from the NIV. You have the Hebrew, you have the Greek, you have the different translations, but it, it all bows down to the same message. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, he says. I have overcome the world. And this comes from the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. And again, the scripture, this scripture is coming from the NIV. Interesting. Jesus, out of his own mouth, foretold us that life would not be easy. 
But how come we continue to go through things and still crying out to God Almighty, to Jesus, to God in the flesh, to the Holy Spirit, that why am I going through this? Why? He foretold us that we would go through things, and he foretold us why we would go through these things. And in, in this segment, I, I'm getting to that. It says, um, let, me, let, me, let me find where he's at. Hold on. So in a like manner, as Christians and believers, we, we were warned that if we are made in the image of Christ, we were going to face some tough times because he overcame. Because of this, I feel that a lot of Christians and believers want to blame God for things that he foretold. Read the book from beginning to end. At the end, we win if we stay in Christ. But he told us we would go through things. Just like Christ suffered. We will suffer many things because there's a prince in this world, and he's, he's called Satan, the prince of this world. The scripture says, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the rulers of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. I'm going to read this again. Because some people might have missed it. The scripture says, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the rulers of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work. He said a spirit. Whose spirit is that? He said, he is now at work in those who are disobedient. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Ephesians 2.2. It's very funny that we can wake up and say again, God, why? Why am I going through this? Why? 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 And he's giving us the answer. And the answer is the, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. That's a powerful word for those who refuse to obey. And let's be truthful in everything that I'm saying. We too have been used by the enemy. If we can all confess to the, on this live broadcast, or when you listen to it um, on your own, let's confess, we all have been used. Now, if we claim to be in the image of Christ, remember guys, this is the image of Christ is coming from a whole different perspective. And the Holy Spirit showed this to me in prayer, because again, like I said, I was taking this, this podcast from a different image that other people see. But, but this is the image we need to see because of what's happening in the world. You are having more and more Christians saying, why? We will 
Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Text me in the chat box because I truly want everybody to hear this. 
know if you're having trouble hearing me and if I'm not clear. Because I'm not on the other end. I, I think I sound like a bar bar, but let me know if y'all having trouble hearing me. Or let me know if y'all can hear me. Waiting for somebody to, to, to chat and say something. One second. Okay, I just had to check to make sure that my mic was um, fully, fully on. Okay, so let's get back to the book of Ephesians. And I said, how profound are these words to set a person free in um, Christ Jesus? The accuser is working in the hearts of those who refuse to obey. Who refuses to obey. Not, Lord, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to come to you. But for those who refuse to obey. Again, we truly need to understand tonight what it means to be made in the image of God, who is Christ. Nevertheless, guys, we have a hope that the Lord has given to us. These words do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And this comes from Romans 12, 19. And when I was preparing for this podcast early in the morning, that, that really hit me because if anybody knows me, I have a justice spirit. 
And when somebody comes after my family or somebody comes after somebody close to me, it rises up. And I want to do everything possible to make that person receive justice. But there are so many times in my walk when the Lord has spoken to me and told me he is God. Because through the writings that I, you know, through the readings that I just uh, read about, about who we are in the image of Christ, Jesus has gone through everything, in fact, worse, worse, worse. And yet he said on that cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. But you see, Jesus also told us what? There will be troubles in this world, but he's overcome, right? He's told us those things. But yet when those tough times come, when those tough times come, we turn around and we ask why. And the question he gave so clearly is because the spirit, the prince of this world, is working in the hearts of those that are disobedient. Disobedient. And so we have the rapes. We have the abuse. We have the child abuse. We have the abandonment. We have cold hearts. We have cops putting their, their knees on a, another person because of the pigmentation of their skin. We have evil. We have all of this festering in the hearts of disobedient people. And we as Christians have to be very careful watching all of this stuff because there is a spirit of evilness and wickedness that is running rampant. And we need to be prayed up. And we need to say, Lord, how do I see it from your perspective? How do I see it from your word? Because that spirit of evilness, that spirit of an eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth can rise up in us. And then that means we have allowed the prince of this world spirit to infiltrate our hearts. And we've got to be careful with that. And the scripture went on to say, do not repay evil with, with evil or insult with insult. And I have to be honest with you. I, I, I have seen this more and more and more as we move into time where we have the president of the United States. We have congressmen, senators. Where there's a spirit, because even in the, in the, in the church community, it always says that, that everything starts from the head. And it also talks about it in the book of, uh, Proverbs. It talks about when someone rules that is evil, or someone rules, the people suffer. The people suffer. You have Christians, Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, who are multicultural, who are 100% Jewish, who are Pakistani, whatever that is, and they're fighting against each other and saying what a man is saying and not what God is saying. 
We have to be careful, church. Because we will not walk in that deliverance of who we are in the image of Christ. And here's another scripture that we need to hold close and heartily to. And it says, on the contrary, repay evil with blessings. We're to bless people who misuse us or mistreat us. And we can only do that by the spirit of the Holy Spirit. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. God's got blessings for the things that we're going through. We may not always see it here in this earth, but we will see it in the new kingdom. He's faithful. He's not like man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind. And the blessings and inheriting that comes from 1 Peter 3, 9. The Lord went on to tell us to put on the full armor of God. Finally, for us to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full arm of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, for our struggle, for our struggle, it's not against flesh and blood, but it is against the rulers. It is against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark, dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And what have we been seeing, church? And some of us have been participating in this. Let us put on the full armor of God so we could withstand the schemes of the enemy of that spirit that's filtrating through nations of people. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes and we are in evil times, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth. The buckle around your waist. The breath, I'm sorry, the, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition, in addition, audience, to all this, take up that shield of faith with which you can extinguish. What does extinguish mean? Tell me, what does it mean to extinguish, to know the difference, know the difference between good and evil, right and wrong, all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers, church, and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. And in closing of this broadcast, a podcast tonight, I hope this podcast has helped you to walk free in your deliverance and knowing that you are not alone.
You're not alone. We're all in this together. And knowing that you will go through things, but that the Lord will vindicate you for what the accuser has done to you through people with disobedient hearts. Again, some of you say, I know this. I say these words all the time. Things happen. However, church, my question to you is this. My question to you is this, church. And I know you're waiting for the question. And the question is this. Then why are some of you still walking in bondage and still do not understand that to walk in the image of Christ, we too will suffer as Christ did. But we must understand that God is God and he alone sits on the throne. And understand in its, in its simple form, Satan is known as the prince, not the prince of peace, but he's known as the prince of this world causing discord among people with disobedient hearts. But take heart, but take heart. The Lord has already promised us, and in some of our lives, we can say we have seen, we have seen some vindication in our lives. And I pray that everyone
and I'm, I'm signing out now and hope to see you guys on the next podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.